What's up? Welcome into a pop-up edition of Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. I'm Jonathan Hood. Follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at WrestlingTWT. That's WrestlingTWT. Breaking news here on this Friday afternoon, August 13th. I want to let you know that on Saturday, August 14th, I'll be sitting in for the world's strongest man, Mark Henry, as I host Busted Open with my friend Ryan McKinnell. So it'll be Ryan McKinnell and Jonathan Hood, yours truly, on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. I will be hosting Busted Open with Ryan McKinnell. The show will air between 8 and 11 a.m. Central Time, and it's replayed all weekend, by the way, if you don't catch it live. Between 8 and 11 a.m. Central Time, it'll be replayed all throughout the day on Saturday and some of Sunday as well. And you say, Hood, I don't have Sirius XM Channel 156. I don't have Fight Nation. I can't listen to you. I'm sorry. Well, you know I'm always going to hook you up, right? If you are a longtime listener of this podcast, you know I will find a way to get that audio to you, right? So there will be a version of the show. If you miss it live, we're going to be on for three hours. You're going to miss a lot of it, but I can get you an hour. I can find an hour, maybe half hour, 45 minutes of that podcast, of that radio show to put it into a podcast here on TWT. But I'd love for you to be able to chime in and be able to support the show 8 to 11 a.m. Saturday. And there's plenty to talk about, too, because Rampage on TNT will start on Friday night at 9 p.m. Central Time. It'll be the debut of Rampage for AEW. Of course, there's always SmackDown on Fox. Uh, that airs every Friday, so it's going to be a really busy Friday night if you're a wrestling fan that stays in, right? If you're going to watch all three hours, you're locked in between 7 and 10 p.m. Central Time. Or, for AEW, last time that they were running Friday nights uh, adjacent to the uh, NBA playoffs or after the NBA playoffs, sometimes they would run a late night Friday. And even if the ratings weren't great, somehow a couple of times on Saturday, there was about, gosh, I think three or 400,000 people watching on the DVR on Saturday morning or Saturday afternoon. So people really enjoy their wrestling. That's why you listen to this podcast, right? You really enjoy your wrestling or your sports entertainment. So I just wanted to just break in and let you know that I'll be on Having a fun time with Ryan McKinnell for Busted Open on Saturday. And uh, looking forward to that myself. And by the way, since I'm here, I might as well give you some news and start to talk to you about some of the storylines we might have missed from the last podcast. And by the way, the last few podcasts that we have done uh, on beautiful Bobby Eaton, if you missed that, go back in the archives. Pause this right now. And go back to the archives and hear my thoughts about beautiful Bobby Eaton, one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, uh, part of one of my favorite tag teams of all time, the Midnight Express. We went long and really delved into the career of Bobby Eaton as a single, as a tag team wrestler as well. We also talk about the assassin, the great assassin, the father of longtime referee Nick Patrick. There, that's in the archives as well of TWT. We talked about the possibility of uh, CM Punk and Brian Danielson both being part of AEW or both definitely not working for the WWE. So um, that's all in the archives. If you missed it, go back and check out those podcasts. As always, we try to keep this podcast commercial free. 
as long as you tell people that Jonathan Hood's talking wrestling Tuesday, wrestling Tuesday. And uh, so we really want to grow this podcast. We know there's plenty of podcasts out there, but are there podcasts from Chicago that's giving you the heat? Podcasts from Chicago that has, for someone that's been watching wrestling since the late 70s, that's this guy right here, Jonathan Hood, Tuesday, wrestling Tuesday, uh, wrestling TWT on Instagram and on Twitter. And by the way, uh, looking at my inbox on August 20th, your boy is going to be at the United Center in Chicago, Illinois, for the second Rampage taping. Uh, I will be there at the United Center for Rampage. That might be something special. There's a reason why that thing was booked uh, so late into the summer. You know something special is going to happen there, right? At least I think so. Man, if I'm getting like red velvet against... uh, you know, just some random women's wrestler in the main event. I'm not going to like that very much, right? You know, if I'm just getting just like some average wrestling from AEW and you book the building for nothing, I'm not going to be happy with this. So I think something special is going to happen. August 20th, Rampage in Chicago at the United Center. I will be there and I cannot wait to tell you what I see from my seat uh, being there live in Chicago at the United Center. I'm going to go to a few other AEW events as well because... All Elite Wrestling is surrounding the Chicagoland area. Not only this United Center show, as you well know, but also three shows around uh, Hoffman Estates, Illinois, at the Now Arena. Uh, They're going to be in Milwaukee, and so uh, they're going to be in St. Louis in November. So there's a number of events that I will be attending in person, and I can't wait to talk to you about it. Okay, so while I'm here, I didn't just come on to just tell you that I'm going to be on Busted Open or to tell you uh, information about the podcast or where I'm getting my media credentials. Um, I want to talk to you about some of the stories we have not gotten to yet. Kind of like our news and notes edition of TWT as we did last Friday. Uh, Let me just get this out of the way because I want to give you my thoughts before these uh, stories go cold. Let us go back to the NXT cuts. Now, I talked about this on my Instagram at Wrestling TWT. If you saw the video, you should be following, by the way. If you listen to this podcast, follow Wrestling TWT on Instagram. Because uh, while I was on vacation, I did a video on it, did not put it on podcast form, but I will do it right now. So, we talked about this before, right? When you are Vince McMahon, or if you're Tony Khan, or if you are any promoter or owner of a company. You have every right to do what you want with your company, right? You could do whatever you choose to. But we know that the WWE is the lead dog. And we know that because of the television deals that they have made, not just in America, but across the world, that they can be able to hold on to as much talent as possible. Listen, the number one thing that WWE want to do with NXT is they want to be able to raid talent from ROH and from other independent companies, right? The Evolves, the Ring of Honors of the world, they want to be able to have their version of that. Uh, away from Raw and SmackDown, they want to have in the best independent talent possible because eventually you'd hope that that talent can manifest itself and be a star on Raw and SmackDown. The reason why NXT worked for me is because it didn't look like Raw and SmackDown. Because it was run by Triple H. And there were so many people that looked at Triple H and said, you know what, Triple H is going to be the heir apparent. Whenever Vince steps down or if he unfortunately passes away, that the company has to go somewhere. And the thought was, well, the son-in-law, 
clearly not Shane McMahon, but the son-in-law Triple H has a great head on his shoulders for wrestling. And so the conventional wisdom was is that Triple H would take over the business. And so I think so many people rooted for Triple H and then Shawn Michaels later on and those that work with NXT because it was different, because it was a faster pace, because there's more wrestling. There's more wrestling than the entertainment. It's WWE, but there's more wrestling in NXT than the entertainment part. And so people were into it. Um, wrestlers that were getting a short shrift on the main roster, wrestlers that were in the independents that you know that were hot, right? That you know that you paid good money for in your area or that you saw online or whatever. You saw these wrestlers and you said, boy, they're coming to NXT. Cool. So I could be able to see them on this level. Now, it wasn't this, you know, when you think about the Johnny Garganos, you think about, um, you know, wrestlers of that ilk. When you think of all the wrestlers that you've seen in the independent level, and you see them come to NXT, it's like, okay, great. And you've seen these takeovers. There's been very few takeovers where you're like, ah, eh, not very good. The takeovers, the NXT shows, were driven by terrific storylines, good storytelling, and also the payoffs with the takeovers. And so I said a few weeks ago, I said, Vince McMahon hates NXT. And I didn't do that just for effect. I say things because I believe them. I don't say them for hot takes or effects. That's either when I talk sports or sports entertainment. I, I don't do it for effect. I really, truly believe that Vince McMahon is really mad because Tony Khan and NXT continue to beat NXT over and over again. AEW continue to beat NXT over and over again. And I think that Vince McMahon is pissed about it. You know, you remember back at the Hall of Fame for the WWE where, you know, Billy Gunn's going into the Hall of Fame with the rest of DX and Triple H says, the AEW is a pissant company. Yeah. You know, that kind of stuff, right? But AEW and the fans of AEW and those who are watching on Turner are really into AEW and whether you like the product or not. People are doing it because they don't like what they see from the WWE and they want something different. And they've been looking for something different since 1999. What do you think about that? You're talking about a 20-year run, pretty much unopposed. That's no shot at TNA or Impact Wrestling. But even though they had good numbers, you saw the WWE double, triple, quadruple the ratings for TNA Impact Wrestling time and time again, even though Impact Wrestling had the Ric Flairs and they had the Kurt Angles and the Jeff Hardys. They had the kind of veteran roster that you wanted with AJ Styles and other young talent like Samoa Joe, Christopher Daniels, and so many others. And they still could not catch up to Vince. But here we are in 2021 where Vince, Vince McMahon is looking at AEW and was mad, I'm sure, that his NXT brand, his developmental, they could call it developmental, they can call it just a third brand and try to push it down. But the bottom line is that Vince McMahon does not like to lose. And he lost. The idea that they looked at AEW as something that's a lark and nothing really special, while AEW fans are standing up and saying, okay, somewhere between 800,000 and 1.2 million people are watching that product on Wednesday nights every night. And Vince McMahon's not happy with it. And so because of that, all of what I just said, I really believe that Vince McMahon said, you know what, here's what we're going to do. We're going to revamp the entire NXT roster. We're going to push out the kind of wrestlers that I want. Remember, what we continue to hear was this is Triple H's baby. And Vince McMahon had nothing to do with NXT. But I'm sure he looked at the numbers and said, how come 
AEW is beating us every single Wednesday night? How come that when now we move NXT to Tuesdays, that they're getting even stronger on Wednesday nights? Vince does not like to lose. And so the last thing that I think that an NXT fan wanted was to, for Vince McMahon to step in and say, here's what we're going to do. We're going to cut Bobby Fish and we're going to cut Bronson Reed and we're going to cut Mercedes Martinez. And we'll just stop right there with those three. Bobby Fish had a lot of injuries. He's 44, 45 years of age. Uh, that cut did not surprise me. What surprised me is that they didn't utilize Bobby Fish as some kind of coach. Someone that's in the back and also a veteran that you throw out there every now and then for him to lose to young talent. Uh, Bobby Fish, for him to be cut, it was interesting. It didn't surprise me, but I think they could have utilized him more in the back because he's a grizzled veteran that's been around for a long time. Bronson Reed shocked everybody because a super heavyweight that can move around like a cruiserweight. That guy had momentum. He won uh, championships with NXT and somehow, some way, he could not stay on this roster, and he was released on August 6th. Mercedes Martinez, Mercedes Martinez, a veteran women's wrestler, signed with the WWE in 2020, has been around the independents, has been around the world. She comes to NXT, I kind of think as a player coach in a lot of ways too, because again, someone's been around for a long time, and she was let go. She couldn't stick around as a coach and someone that can utilize and uh, that you can utilize to be able to cultivate young talent. I don't understand that. And then you go to Tyler Rust, a member of Roderick Strong's Diamond Mine. Um, and he was released on August 6th. Kona Reeves. <laughs> you know, it's funny. We can turn the clock back like 20, not 20. We can turn the clock back 30 years ago. And if you realize that Kona Reeves, the way he looked, if you realize that he couldn't work, that guy would have a mic in his hand and he would be like an antagonist. He'd like to have his own show, like a Piper's Pit type thing, like kind of like a, a flower shop or a snake pit or a brother love type segment that the WWE used to do. If Kona Reeves could talk, that's what he would do. That guy's six five, six six, and somehow, some way. He, he just couldn't work. I hadn't seen him in months. But when I first saw him, I'm like, there's a superstar right there. He's tall. He has looks like the rock. He's got the hair. He's got everything going for him, and they cannot utilize him. So Kona Reeves is out. I don't know what he's going to do with his career, but that guy's got movie star looks, but just couldn't work apparently. But then Leon Ruff, then they put the North American Championship on him. They made him a, a comedy foil. Leon Ruff, they didn't even take him seriously. He put the title around his waist and it went all the way down to his ankles because the title couldn't fit around his waist. <sighs> Stefan Smith, Jake Atlas, that surprised me as well. Jake Atlas, a guy I thought up-and-coming superstar uh, that could make the main roster at some point. Ari Sterling, Desmond Troy, Zachariah Smith, Asher Hale, the giant Zangier. Um, those are the ones that were cut last Friday, August 6th. And I'm saying, wow. Once again, the WWE doesn't have to cut anybody. They have made more money during the pandemic than in the history of the company because of the TV deals. I want to make sure that's very clear. You would think that since they were in that Thunderdome and they weren't having house shows, live events, or a paper, you know, pay-per-views in different markets other than Florida, that they had struggled. They did not struggle. They made plenty of money 
but somehow, some way, they are continuing to cut talent. But this feels personal because what's happening is is that Vince McMahon is mad that his NXT was losing to AEW, and so he wants to have a different image on NXT. We've always known with a wink and a nod that NXT is kind of developmental, but for some wrestlers. But because they have veteran wrestlers, it's like, boy, this is not just developmental. This is a brand. But I always knew with younger talent, it could be developmental for them to get to Raw and SmackDown. But some veteran talent, I'm sure, feel like I don't need to go to Raw and SmackDown to get buried. Because even though I will tell you first, like I've always told you on this podcast, I understand everyone can't get over. All your favorites can't get over. I totally understand that. But at the same time, the f- feeling is personal to me from Vince. It's like, you know what? F this. I am not dealing with this anymore. You keep losing every week. We're going to cut the talent. I'm going to bring in talent that I want to see on NXT. As if that's going to make it better. AW, because they're cutting talent, and they got a, a takeover oh, pretty soon here, they're cutting a lot of good young talent. And yes, they still have good numbers. I think the last... Uh, Tuesday night show, they had over 700,000 people watching. It's still a good brand, but it could be excellent if you just let the young talent manifest and really make it a powerful third brand. You're not against AEW. You are against your own competition to try to get better every week. But Vince McMahon doesn't see that. Let's go to Dave Meltzer from the Wrestling Observer. So when this story came out with more cuts from NXT, and apparently more is coming, this is what Dave Meltzer learned from WWE. Paul Levesque and Shawn Michaels didn't have anything to do with the cuts. I mean, it was it was done by Vince McMahon, um, Bruce Prichard, and John Laurinaitis. And um, the basic gist is is that uh, you know, I mean, NXT is going to change um, in some ways, and they they think that the competitors are a lot of the competitors are too small and too old. And it's back to the, you know, when they first started developmental, because I, you know, know this from obviously Jim, uh, you know, Jim Ross was a very key part of this. The original idea of NXT was to be developmental and to get guys with the mentality of we're trying to find people who can main event WrestleMania. That's always what they say. And their feeling is, you know, they have very, you know, even though Brian Danielson main evented WrestleMania and CM Punk never did but could have, um, they have a, you know, the guys, what that means is they want more Roman Reigns looking guys. And um, they, you know, the basic feeling is, is that they, they lost the war and now it's time to get it back to, you know, it's kind of, I don't want to say... It is what it is. It's like this is the aftermath and this is the new direction. And the new direction is younger guys and bigger guys. Um, now, of course, they, they, when you look at some of the firings, I mean, one of the guys they fired was seven feet tall. But, you know, I mean, he probably wasn't doing well in, in the developmental system. That was the Zachariah Smith. Um, you know, and, and being seven feet tall isn't necessarily to your advantage either because... Unless you're like really great and you're seven feet tall, um, what's the purpose of having a giant when you've got Omos? And, um, you know, who's, and, unless you're bigger than Omos and they don't have anyone bigger than him. So a smaller giant is like superfluous. It doesn't, you know, 
especially if they're you know unless you're, you're somebody who's really really good so you know that that's one of the you know they did they did cut him but the general feeling is is that uh you know that that nxt is ventured out to be you know it was it was to be something before you know which is to be the originally it was the competition for ring of honor and then it became the competition for aew when it was when ring of honor started showing life um and and the independent scene in the united states started showing life this was supposed to be them getting that fan base and then it became the competition for aew and and you know now it is you know what happened happened and and now they want to get it back to what it was and so there's there's cuts that were made and then these were the guys that were cut and there's going to be changes and and uh you know there's a there's there's I, you know power play is a weird word there's just there's divisive uh, opinions about wrestling among the key people and they're fighting for Vince's ear and this is the ear that Vince has this week next week he may listen to somebody else's ear and may go in a completely different direction but that's what happened this week so when you say get NXT back to what it was you're talking we're going back to May of 2012 I don't wacky FCW. No, 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 not that. No, no, no. The idea of that they're going to, they want, they want guys who can be, they get you the wording. Hold on. Um, so I don't. Well, my point is, it sounds like 2012, because if you're talking like 2016, when you had the Sami Zayn's and all of the stars from the indie scene, I mean, we're clearly not going back to there. We have to go further back. Yes, we do have to go further back. It's, it's yes. the, the period when they had, you know, um, Curtis Axel and those guys, the first the first run of guys. Yeah. Um, Tyson Kidd, although Tyson Kidd was, was actually on the main roster. But um, it's, the, the wording is um, no more midgets, no one starting in their 30s. They want people who can be box office attractions and main characters. So that's what they are looking for now. You know, and of course, box office attraction is one of those self-fulfilling prophecies. If you only well, believe Well, obviously. Certain... I mean, everything that they said in that is is their opinion of what wrestling is. Yeah. And it is interesting. It is interesting that at the same time that this is all going down, that they're, um, you know, making a big play to keep Adam Cole. Um, but I think that that's, again, um, you know, I mean, Adam, you know, there's always exceptions to the rule. And Adam Cole's an exception to the rule. And also... Um, the perception would not be good to lose. I think the perception on WWE. Wait, would be, hold on a second. I love yeah. Adam Cole, huge fan. In what way is he an exception to the rule? He was up on the main roster for that period when they were doing NXT and Survivor Series, and he got like two weeks of main roster television, and we never saw him again. Yeah, but that was it's only been four years. He, he's not been an exception to the rule. No, he's an exception to the rule that they didn't cut him. That they're not looking at cutting a guy like that. They're looking at keeping a guy like that. And they want to feature a guy like that. That's why. Well, I mean, to a degree, I mean, Kushida's not a big guy. Kyle O'Reilly's not a big guy. I mean, they didn't get rid of every small guy. Okay, but but I don't really. Done small guy. Okay, but I don't think that those other guys that you all mentioned have much of a future outside of NXT. I don't see Kushida. I don't think Adam Cole has a future outside of NXT. Well, he's going to have to because I cannot. I cannot imagine him staying in NXT. Because if he does, what's the point? He might as well leave if it's going to be NXT. I mean, I was under the impression that they promised 
him a main roster spot and they told the writers that they want uh they want storylines for adam cole on the main roster on raw or smackdown so i think that was part of the the meeting that happened uh yesterday so the thoughts there from dave Meltzer and brian alvarez from wrestling observer talking about this you heard where Meltzer was able to get quotes from somebody in the wwe and no more small people and they want to be able to guys that they can build as stars so does this mean we have more almosts? The guy that's teamed with AJ Styles, is that is that where we're going? This is the same formula that Vince had in the 80s. And notice who was with in the 80s with Vince during that time? Bruce Pritchard. <laughs> it's all about the big guys, right? A wrestling company, to me, is when you have a great blend, a mixture of of wrestlers it could be smaller wrestlers that are fast Uh, it could be guys that are mat based it could be wrestlers that are high flyers it could be wrestlers that are big guys but if you take a look at the people that the wwe has has cut it doesn't make any sense to me and again everyone can't get over Uh, i have no problem with some of these wrestlers going elsewhere to be able to make money you can see matt cardona now have you seen these clips with him being the GCW champion, he's probably having the time of his life instead of being at the top of the, at the bottom of the card, being a curtain jerker and making a lot of money, but yet not getting over now when he matches. Now he's a hated guy on the indie circuit as a GCW champion. Good for him. But I will say again, and this will be something I'm going to say a lot of, you know, during this time, I really believe that we're really at a peak with pro wrestling in in a good way. For someone that grew up in the territory era in which you could watch wrestling in a lot of different places, I feel like we're back here again in 2021. It's the circle of life with pro wrestling. When I was growing up, and for those of you of a certain age, you know that you could watch the NWA, AWA, WWF at the time, World Class Championship Wrestling. If you had the satellite, you watched Georgia Championship Wrestling. You watched Mid Atlantic, watch Florida, Portland. Puerto Rico, all over the, you know, uh, San Antonio with Joe Blanchard. You can watch wrestling from all over the country in the 80s if you had the satellite or syndicated TV. And here we are here in 2021 where you can just go to YouTube, look for a company that's running weekly or bi-weekly or watch just the general WWE or AEW or go to YouTube and find the NWA or find MLW, Ring of Honor, all these places. There's a lot of wrestling that's on TV to the point where you're running out of slots between 7 and 10 p.m. Central Time, the traditional primetime television. You're running out of slots to put wrestling. That's not a bad thing. Right now, you got a slot. I mean, there's YouTube shows that are before NXT and after NXT and and uh, during AEW and after AEW shows and uh, after Impact on Thursdays. It is amazing. There's so much wrestling that's on. There's some that will say there's too much wrestling. No, there's not too much wrestling. There's not enough quality wrestling. And there's not enough wrestling companies that are making a difference to put a dent in the WWE besides AEW. And there's your problem right there. So it's not it's not too much wrestling. You want more quality wrestling and different types of wrestling to be able to have everyone under the same tent. It's just, it just can't be sports entertainment. We've seen this before AEW came along. Just sports entertainment or sports entertainment light wrestling sucks. It's just, I mean, the WWE, when they have their tentpole events, more times than not, they deliver. 
99 times out of 100, there's going to be something that you can watch on their pay-per-views where you're like, well, this is a really good show or these are good matches. The Raw, on Raw, different story. SmackDown, pretty good more times than not. But for AEW fans, it's like, this is totally different. I'm getting quality matches based on what I want to see on AEW. And the other show, other companies have to conform with all these cuts and all these guys that AEW um, are taking in or that's available because Vince cut them. Man, the other companies should be able to eat and, and they should be able to thrive, especially those that have money in the coffers through television deals like Impact Wrestling. Um, <laughs> you know, I, 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 Ring of Honor. These two companies in particular should be able to eat from all these cuts from the WWE. It's interesting. So Vince McMahon on his conference call, right? The call that he's on with Nikon. And their investors call, they have a, a conversation about um, All Elite Wrestling. Someone asked a question about All Elite Wrestling. And Vince McMahon said this about AEW, comparing AEW to WCW. It's certainly not a situation where rising tide because uh, when Ted Turner was coming after us and with all of the Time Warner's assets as well, that was a different situation. Um, AEW is, is where they are. I don't really know what their plans are. I know what our plans are. I don't consider them a, a competition in the, uh, in the way that I would consider WCW back in the day. I think we're near close to that. Uh, and uh, I'm not so sure what their investments are as far as their talent is concerned, but um, perhaps we can give them some more. Don't. Brendan, I, I can add one thing to that, if that's okay. This is Nick speaking. Sure. I think the way we always look at these situations, you, you know, we're it's sort of like a horse race where the horse has blinders on. We're looking straight ahead at, at our lane and making sure that we stay in the front of the pack. At the same time, everything is our competition. So if someone had a line a couple weeks ago that we all chuckled about and agreed with, sleep is our competition, right? If it was up to us, people could be up 24 hours a day watching content from different content providers, hopefully including ours. So we, we don't look at any organization, uh, particularly as competition, yet we see everything uh, as competitive with what we're trying to do in terms of eyeballs. So there you have, you heard Nick Khan, the president of the WWE, and of course you heard Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon with that smart-ass comment about how maybe we can supply them with more talent. So if you're a WWE wrestler, do you feel safe? Everybody besides Roman Reigns and John Cena is probably up for grabs. <laughs> why, why would Vince say that? You know, you're pretty much saying, yeah, you're, all your talent's expendable. Maybe we, could, maybe we can help AEW with that with more talent. Well, it's true that there's a lot of ex-WWE talent that is on AEW. There's no question about that. But I just thought that that comment was just weird and out of bounds. Because you should be able to covet your talent. If you feel like your talent's not good enough, then, you know, then it's on you to be able to find more. Uh, Shit-canning, you know, quality guys that have been able to make you money, just it's very strange. I just thought that was a strange, strange comment, and Nick Khan kind of saved that part of the conference call by saying, hey, our competition is sleep. I get it. But I also get this, that the WWE did not have to cut anyone. When you have Raw, SmackDown, NXT, NXT UK, 205 Live, 
when you have these companies, right, when you have these different brands with under your umbrella, um, you can be able to distribute talent anywhere. Now, the old territory days, guys would be there, you know, wrestlers would be around for three, four months, and then they'd have to get their notice and go someplace else. They may say a year, get their notice and go someplace else because you didn't want to tire out talent, right, in one territory. Well, The Miz has been around for 14, 15 years, and, you know, the same faces that we've seen over and over again. It's gotten to the point where the, where the storylines, the matches are all the same. As if we in the audience don't notice. So I just, I don't know. I think Vince kind of just takes, um, kind of takes the audience for granted. And we've seen this for a long time. It was suggested by Booker T. I don't see, I don't have the audio in front of me. But I, it was suggested by Booker T. That Ric Flair would go for another run as a pro wrestler in his early 70s. I don't think that if if Ric Flair is going to AEW, and that's been suggested, by the way, this week, that Ric Flair, who asked for his notice, he asked for his notice because he felt like his daughter Charlotte wasn't being booked well and talking about creative issues, and he texted Vince, and Vince said, okay, we're going to give you the release. Last week's show, go into the news and notes section of uh, Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday, where uh, Jim Cornette had a really... Great thought about this. Jim Cornette, who was around uh, Ric Flair uh, during WCW and the NWA days, how Vince McMahon never really respected Ric Flair. Vince McMahon didn't respect Ric Flair when he had the WWF championship at the time. Point is, though, is that Ric Flair should not be anywhere around a ring or in a ring. Ric Flair should do what he did at Ring of Honor, and that's be an ambassador. He did, I'm sure he didn't like that because it wasn't him in the ring uh, wrestling. But Ric Flair, there can't be another run. I'm surprised I'm even addressing this, but I've been seeing this pop up all week. Ric Flair with another run in wrestling? He doesn't belong in the ring. His day was done even before his retirement match against Shawn Michaels. He He could have retired way back then. But he was in TNA, then he wrestled overseas against Hogan for the payday. He wanted the dollars. As long as they pay you, I understand. I mean, Jerry Lawler... And Mike Jackson and George South and those guys, those guys are still wrestling in their late 60s and 70s. Uh, Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson are still wrestling. They're in their late 60s. They're still wrestling. So I, I suppose if you're in good enough shape and the money's right, sure, go ahead. But it's just like, what? I don't think I want to see Ric Flair wrestle again. As a matter of fact, I'm sure. I don't want to see Ric Flair wrestle again. He says he'll never retire. I get that. But now I could see him being an AEW, dropping elbows, especially if Tony Khan says, yes, Ric Flair, you're my friend, and I'm going to let you get back in the ring again. Tony Khan's got to realize, you're in your 70s, you want to be around because now you're more relevant now than you were 40 years ago. Go right ahead. Keep him around the company. I get that. I'm not sure what he'd do. I don't think a manager's a good idea. I'm not sure if he's going to be a hype man or him hyping up young talent. I don't know what he's going to do. But last thing I want to do is see Ric Flair in the ring. So hopefully what Booker T was talking about is nonsense. <laughs> I don't want to see Ric Flair wrestle again. Do you? Do you really want to see him with another run? Uh, rest in peace to Dominic DiNucci. Um, a guy that trained Mick Foley 
and another other a number of other wrestlers. Dominic DiNucci was big in the WWF days for Vince McMahon Sr. and a little bit for Junior as well. Um, Dominic DiNucci, a Northeastern wrestler, and but was well known and uh, wrestled in the 60s and 70s, passed away this week. So rest in peace, Dominic DiNucci, someone that uh, uh, a lot of old-time wrestling fans and some of the newer wrestling fans know uh, from back in the day. What else have I missed here? Um, Oh, Adam Cole and his free agency. Interesting. So Adam Cole, I don't know, as you just heard from Dave Meltzer not too long ago, Dave Meltzer was just talking about Adam Cole as he had an exception to the rule when they want to get big guys you know, if Adam Cole's going to be stuck in NXT, who else is he going to wrestle? You got rid of a lot of young talent that he could have been able to wrestle. And some of the young talent he's already wrestled. So what, what is the point, right? If you're Adam Cole, as I mentioned, what's left for him in NXT? Unless he's going to be part of SmackDown, in which I understand he was backstage in SmackDown last Friday, which is cool. What, what, what's left for Adam Cole? Why is it taking so long for him? to be able to get to the main roster. If you're Ciampa and you feel like you're too banged up to go to the main roster and be on the road all the time, I get that, right? Um, there's a number of other veteran wrestlers like a Gargano. Maybe he doesn't want to do that either. But NXT was a brand once upon a time, a, a brand that could have toured if the WWE really believed in it. Adam Cole is great. And he's the, one of the best, if not the best, NXT wrestler that we've seen. We can make the argument about Samoa Joe and, and so many others that have been through this company, that particular brand. Uh, Kevin Owens, very good when he's NXT and, and so many others, right? But Adam Cole, he can go to exercise free agency and go to NXT, be closer to his uh, girlfriend, Dr. Britt Baker, be part of AEW. Could you imagine Adam Cole going to AEW? Now, again, there could be a lot of wrestlers they can go through, young and veteran wrestlers in a whole new set of matches for Adam Cole in AEW. But if he goes and if he goes and resigns with the WWE, will he be on Raw or SmackDown? Does Vince McMahon look at him and say, well, he's not a giant. He's a little guy. He's the closest thing to Shawn Michaels that we've seen. And that's with Dolph Ziggler still in the company. There's no question about that. So I think that's going to do it here for Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. Let me check and see. I think I, I, think I got everything. Um, but I, I just want to let you know that we are in a great time for as pro wrestling fans. It's really cool. And I just want you to know that TWT is here for you. If you are a listener to this podcast, thank you. I've been looking through the numbers the last couple of days when I was off and seeing how many of you listening around the country and also internationally. Thank you for your support. Thank you for downloading this podcast. And tell people that John the Hood Talks Wrestling Tuesday, Wrestling Tuesday on Instagram and Twitter. And don't forget, uh, again, uh, as we record this Saturday, August 11th, I'll be on Busted Open with Ryan McKinnell. And I will be hosting with him to do Busted Open Saturday morning, 8 to 11 a.m. Central on Channel 156 on Sirius XM. You say, I don't have Sirius XM. What am I going to do? Well, you know what? We may give you some snippets of our show. If you don't listen to us live or don't catch the replays all weekend long, don't worry. We'll have our conversation on the show, on to, uh, TWT, on Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. As always, I appreciate your support, and uh, 
I look forward to seeing what Rampage and SmackDown are going to do on Fridays and then get ready for SummerSlam right around the corner. Thanks for listening.